0: Hello, I'm Shanira, and welcome to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, your one stop for pop culture on college radio. Hello, welcome to episode two of the 10th season of the Chini Chronicles. Tonight we're talking about, well, the official title of this episode is The Striking Times. That's a little, what's the word? Not conundrum. But a little twist on LA Times, because they're one of the many people, their staff is one of the many staffs, journalism staff, that are laid off. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Strikes and layoffs. Because they're going hand in hand this week, okay? So, alrighty. So what exactly is happening? What, 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 What are we talking about? Okay, so... How do you say it? Condé Nost? the people behind all the Vogue's and everything, and other media publications, laid off a good amount of their um, staff, and it's just not. It's not just happening in entertainment, pop culture publications. It's happening with regular, just journalism in general. It's happening, and. Why are you talking about this on the cheating Chronicles? Because, baby, I am a journalist. Okay? So, it's important. But, um, anyway. So, Associated Press. What they talk. What, what they say. <laughs> wow, I can't get my words today. So, first, first, first sentence here. Journalists at the New York Daily News and Forbes walked off the job. Thursday, this story was published when... Today, that was today. That is today. So, journalists at the New York Daily News and Forbes walked off the job today amid contentious contract talks with management in a difficult few weeks in the news industry. So, yeah, the journalism industry is kind of high key taking a hit because a lot of people, a lot of media companies, medium medium media um headstrong big players are laying off a good chunk of their staff there's who what was that sports illustrated laid off their entire staff i believe it was sports illustrated right and uh so the daily news walkout coincided or was like alongside the walkout of Forbes. And Forbes, their staff is going to be walking out or striking all the way until Monday. So the whole entire weekend, they're going to be striking. And. So, yeah, uh, apparently they're trying to. So, yeah, the Los Angeles. okay, it mentioned Los Angeles signed laid off more than 100 employees, which is about 20 percent of its newsroom. And. The Los Angeles Times, their staffers walked out last week in protest as well. Uh, More than 200 workers at the Washington Post. I don't really care for the Washington Post because it's owned by Jeff Bezos, who we all know is the owner of Amazon. I kind of talk smack about Amazon a little bit with that, even though I'm a Prime member. I'm sorry. But that's, I have Prime student, but that doesn't matter, right? So Washington Post, I'm like, okay. I spent enough money on Amazon. At least I can do is protest the Washington Post because I'm not a uh, you double dip, okay? So more than two hundred workers at the Walk Washington Post they had accepted buyouts uh later in the year last year. Uh and as I mentioned before, so it this hasn't officially happened yet apparently, but it's potentially the entire staff of Illustrated could be laid off as the publisher of the iconic magazine faces money troubles. Okay. So, parent... Okay. And then... I'm trying to get to the point where it mentions Condé Nas, but I don't think it really does. Yeah, but Condé Nas ended up having um, a walkout. Ooh, child. You hear me typing. Um... Well, what's her name? Anne Hathaway. She was in the middle of a photo shoot I believe with Vogue and she ended up walking out. A Vanity Fair photo shoot. Right? Because in as she was in hair and makeup she learned about the Condé Nast oh, um, strike and she's like, Nope, I'm not doing this shoot. I'm not taking you guys this money, you're not no, I don't care. So, okay. So, about the Condé Nast strike. Okay, why why is Anne Hathaway walking out in solidarity? Right. Okay. So, more than four hundred staffers at Condé Nast walked off the job Tuesday in a twenty-four hour work stoppage over the company's planned to lay off staff. So, Condé Nast is this media company that owns many publications, including Vanity Fair, Folk, and GQ. So that's why... um, J- it, Jan. Who the hell is Jan? Anne Hathaway walked out of the Vanity Fair food, shoot because Vanity Fair is owned by Conde Nast. I hope... I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. But you know what's so interesting is like... It's so interesting that so many of these, like, quote-unquote competing uh, publications are owned by these bigger corporations. That's, you know what's so interesting about the way the USFA is set up is that we get the illusion of choice. Because we have all these amazing choices to stem from, all these publications to read from, and they're all owned by what three corporations but don't no. journalism is still important we still need journalism okay that's not to knock off journalism but i'm just saying these publications and these uh companies are all owned by these big corporations okay so the day-long walkout was scheduled for the day of when the oscar nominations dropped so it's just like okay you don't wanna you wanna lay us off okay we're gonna take your attention away from these Academy Awards that everybody cares so much about. And so hundreds of staffers were expected to join the picket line and it will uh, quote unquote the union okay so the union said in the statement quote it will future an Oscars nomination style treatment with a red carpet step and repeat and more to further highlight why these journalists chose to walk out. Um, so Conde Nast had announced on November 1st that it was going to cut 5% of its workforce. They revised the plan and saying that they would lay off 94 unionized members, but that's not 5%, that is 20% of the Conde Nas union. Uh, the union's bargaining team, uh, they countered the management's proposal and it, will, it would offer, like, a smaller number of layoffs and um, more severance and more, what's the word, more moratorium on cuts? I don't know what that word means. What does moratorium mean? Dumb moment right now. Dumb moment. Moratorium is a, a moratorium, according to Investopedia, a moratorium is a temporary suspension of an activity or law until further, further, until future consideration warrants lifting the suspension. Wow, I cannot speak English today. Um, such as if and when the issues that led to a moratorium have been resolved. It may be imposed by government regulations or by business. Okay, so, morato- so, so basically, it, they offer a smaller number of layoffs, more severance, and uh, pretty much a pause or stoppage on cuts and then condi Nas's last offer which was issued earlier this month they kept the total number of cuts at 94 in half the proposed and they cut the proposed severance in half that's what the union is saying um honestly you know honestly i'm reading off of cnn okay see this is why journalism is important because i'm literally reading a journalist story okay journalists or important you know um <laughs> as a journalist myself i gotta say that i'm pretty important you know um so ben dewey who is vice chair of the cne unit of kanina's um union um, he said quote the last nearly three months of fighting for our co-workers on the company's layoff list has led us to today our 24-hour walkout is about standing firmly behind our colleagues and showing Condé Nas management in the clearest possible way that we will not tolerate their disrespect at the bargaining table over these layoffs, it is time to start bargaining in good faith with us." End quote. Uh, the News Guild of New York filed unfair labor practice charge on behalf of Condé Nas Union. Um, so, the News Guild of New York has has joined everything. So, why is journalism important? It's important because not only is it a constitutional right. I You know what? I hate saying the phrase constitutional right because I feel like I'm just such a, like, I don't know if like it's such the word that's been thrown around by, like, right wing. It's, like, kind of roll your eyes a little bit. But it's true. It's a constitutional right, and it kind of goes against the constitutional rights of the First Amendment, right? And it's just... Very interesting that a lot of people who care so much about the Constitutional Rights will be shouting fake news or, oh, TikTok, we can get our news from TikTok. Baby, those TikTokers, those TikTok influencers are getting their news from these journalists. These journalist stories, that's where they're getting their news from. So... Yeah, people are making the argument about how oh we could just rely on TikTokers and get our news from, tick from TikTok, baby. The news that you are hearing from TikTokers or from TikTok is based off of these stories from these publications, based off of these journalists who put the work in. Okay, these are literally screenshots of these stories in highlighted text. Okay. T- TikTok is not with with journalists is primary sourcing while getting your news from TikTok or any other social media is secondary sourcing. Okay? And I think a lot of people need to understand what actually goes Am I gonna sp- am I gonna spend this episode explaining what goes what the process is of being a journalist? Why not? So, what exactly goes into putting a, um, putting a story out? Publishing a story. Putting it on paper. Uh, publishing it in a paper. Or publishing it online. Okay? All these quotes that you see in a story that your little TikTokers highlight and uh, uh, read aloud. We, we have to... There's a lot of work just to hunt these people down, essentially. Because I'm pretty sure there's a good amount of people who are talking to this Ben Dewey guy. I'm pretty sure his phone was off the hook, okay? You got to fight tooth and nail to get to talk to these people, especially on a story like, oh, Hollywood. the writers are striking for how many weeks? Oh, this famous celebrity did a horrible thing and everybody was reporting on it you got to fight tooth and nail with all competing i hate saying competing but other publications to get quotes you got to be able to reach out to people and a lot of these times people are not reachable people do not like talking to the media people do not want their business out there so you gotta deal with people not really understanding the process, not really wanting to be out there, and sort of kind of being unreachable. And you you gotta know in the back of your head that you're probably not the only person who's trying to call them and get a quote from them. Okay. Also all these figures of oh, the union said, Oh, colony nas planned to cut its workforce by five percent this is a good decent story it's kind of it's kind of short honestly but just to do this a little bit of a short story it's going to take a lot to we got to fact check it right so there's a good chance that this has went through how many rounds of edits where did you get the five percent layoff from oh, it's planning to cut 5% of his workforce. Where did you get that from? Where where in the statement, Where, when and where did the union say that, right? Oh, Ben Dewey said that, you know, been fighting for the past three months. Okay, where's the recording of that conversation? When and where did he exactly say those words? This story is not just... Writing a journalist story, journalistic story, isn't just, oh, let me just sit down, write out a blog, and just put it out. It's not like that. Um, a lot of the news that broke through that we all know about is because of journalists. Because a journalist decided to, for example, with Harvey Weinstein back in 2017, the whole expose of lists of victims. Do you understand how hard it is, especially with like trigger warning, content warning, when it comes to like things like sexual assault or like domestic battery or just crime in general? Do you understand how hard it is to track down victims and actually get these said, "quote unquote" victims to speak? Because you you don't want that type of that type of thing out there, right? So I don't know how many people that original what was it New York Times or I don't know that original Harvey Weinstein exposed it I don't I don't know how many people they were able to speak to but I know it was a lot. So I just really want people to understand that journalists have more of a important job than y'all like to admit or like to realize. Because AI is not gonna help. It's not gonna save us. AI can only do so much. Cause like laying off the entirety of your newsroom is crazy. It is it is astronomically crazy. Wow, I can't speak to Speak I can't speak English. Um, but yeah, it's just very interesting that all these layoffs are happening right here right now these strikes are happening all at the same time we're just fresh off of the writer wga and you know the sag strikes now we're having the journalism industry is having a sort of quote-unquote our reckoning which is quite scary knowing that i have to go out into this workforce and this is the condition it's in um but i don't like the doggone journalism too much i love journalism Obviously, that's why I spent four years doing it. But there's a lot more that goes into that goes behind putting out a story onto y'all's screen. Um, so that's why sometimes I feel some type of way where where I make the distinction between a journalist and like a media personality, a journalist or a blogger, a, a journalist. Or an Instagram blog. The Shade Room. In Hollywood Unlocked. In TMZ. Versus a CNN. Because honestly. Even TMZ to a certain extent. Has some type of like. Journalisticness to it. Um, Their ethics are a bit off (laughs) because, ethically speaking, all of their stories are questionable or the approach to it is very questionable. Um, But I just feel like that's honestly, that's kind of like the problem with entertainment journalism in general, anyway, because a lot of it can be deemed gossipy. Because at the end of the day, oh my god, the celebrity did that, the celebrity did this. But that's why there's always the difference between, again, TMZ, The Shade Room, Hollywood Unlock, versus Variety and Hollywood Reporter. There's a clear difference in those two. But anyways, before I go into a rant too much about the journalism industry, I'm going to go on a little break a little music break and then i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna talk about ridiculousness and how they're going on strike as well so you see what i'm saying the entertainment journa- entertainment it's kind of getting its reckoning in strikes entertainment journalism journalism in general it's all getting its reckoning because everybody's like we can't keep living like this essentially but anyways i'm gonna go on a music break right now where i Oh, okay. I realize how un- inappropriate the song is. <laughs> uh, Big Boogie, and one of his songs that he has was "Money Bag, Yo." I'm not saying "Kitty Power." <laughs> Trust me, it's clean. The song's clean, and then Beyonce is "My House." Um, so I'm so gonna play a commercial first, and then I'm gonna play um those two songs. But um, when I come back, I'll be talking about um ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, pussy power, they look pussy power. Pussy power, hey I look baby, I'm big dude. What's up? What it do? Who is her? Ooh, she loose. I like how it moves. That's your friend. She look cool. She can come with you. Bend it over, off the X. This is jiggaboo. Clock 19. Up in this house, don't get the up about my house. do get the up about my house. Get the up about my house. Get the up about my house. Get the up about, about my house. Lend your soul to intuitions. Renaissance, new revolution. Pick me up even if I fall. Let love heal us all. Welcome back to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. So what are we talking about now? We're talking about ridiculousness and how the writers are still fighting for a fair contract despite the WGA strikes technically being over. So there's this running joke of how ridiculousness pretty much... It's not really a joke, but people joke about it. But we all know that ridiculousness is pretty much the backbone of MTV. We It's pretty much a marathon every single day of ridiculousness. It, it, it's the running joke of what does Rob Deerdeck have on MTV where this is happening? Rob Deerdeck being both the host and the producer of the show right what does he have on this network that this his show is playing for like 95 percent of the day it's literally 95 percent of the network's lineup is just right ridiculousness for pretty much 12 15 hours darn near the whole day of just ridiculousness so um on friday was that last week Friday of last week, uh, the Writers Guild of America West shared the alleged challenges faced by the staff of ridiculousness. So, a video explained, a video that was posted to Twitter. Nobody calls that X. We're not calling it X around here. A video posted to Twitter. Explained and it said that quote on January fourth, twenty twenty four, the writers of Ridiculousness ex hosts and executive producer, Rob Deer, Deerdeck, for his support for a fair contract. End quote. Uh, there's this writer named Ryan Connor who's been on the show since who's been part of the show since twenty thirteen, so it's coming up eleven years. He said that um, the writers just they just wanted to ask D- Rob Deerdeck for her support in getting their first union contract. And apparently 10 of the writers went to Dyrdek's office and they were turned away. They had called and left messages, but no one answered. Another uh, writer, Lauren Blackwell, she pointed out that why they love the show, they still want the show to continue for years to come. They just want to be compensated Fairly, that is the conversation here. They just want to be con- compensated, right? So, the show first started in twenty eleven, according to the messenger. The staff was writing thirty episodes a year with the su- and then with the success of the show. Yo, so when the show first started in twenty eleven, let me repeat this number here. The staff was writing 330 three episodes a year. So that is 30 episodes in 52 weeks. Right? That number went up from 30 to 336. When the show really popped off, now these writers are they're writing more than 10 times than what they originally did. So rather than thirty writing thirty episodes in fifty-two weeks, they're writing three hundred and thirty-six. Three, three, six episodes in fifty-two weeks now. Well, duh, well that's what happens when the show is running for darn near twenty hours out of the day. Of course it's gonna go up that much. But that pay needs to go up as well. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter said that the staffers unionized under the writer's strike resolution in September, but the production of Ridiculousness has not responded to the negotiation attempts. Uh, So, there were leaflets that they passed out. And in those leaflets, it said, quote, we are currently compensated at a rate well below our peers' writing for WGA-covered shows, like Ridiculousness. While our workloads have increased substantially, our compensation has been stagnant. So basically, even though they're writing more than 10 times what they originally started out with, they're still being paid, basically, like they're still writing 30 episodes per year, even though they're writing more than 10 times that. And it's just like with the amount of money somehow that this show is bringing in i feel like they should be able to pay the writers this show is on again for darn near 18 20 hours out of the day and i wish that was an exaggeration like we could all google or just go to our tvs and go to mtv and see that ridiculousness has taken up more than 80% of the slots that NTV has, again, it's a running joke. What does Rob Deertek have on, on the television network that his show is getting that much play? It's a show that is getting that much play and that much backing because you gotta have some type of backing or something that's going on where your show is being played like that. So I mean, it's not like it's reruns either. These are new episodes. <laughs> These are new episodes, new episodes and reruns being played throughout the day. And you don't want to pay your writers because your writers will walk out and then where's your show. Because again, AI cannot save you on that. Artificial intelligence can only do so much on its own. Again, AI has to be trained by humans at the end of the day. Artificial intelligence can't work on its own. So again, you walk if these writers walk out and don't come back or go to another place or get books for another show where they are getting paid fairly, then you will have you will not have a show. I don't understand. Like people just writers in general. Writers for shows, writers for films, anything. You saw how you saw how deserted movie theaters have been over the strike you need writers pay your writers because they are literally the backbone of said show and film without a writer nothing is happening i can say i can even tie this back to journalism without journalism uh, we would not know a lot of things we like if there's no journalist <laughs> there's nobody writing these journalistic stories, we wouldn't know that people like Harvey Weinstein were doing what they were doing because we know how Hollywood is they would keep it a secret. If It wasn't for a journalist. We wouldn't. We wouldn't know something as simple. I don't want to say simple but something as small as Jonathan Majors we would we probably wouldn't know that. Okay. If it weren't for journalists, we, let's take it, let's take it all the way back. If it weren't for journalists, we wouldn't know what the Pentagon Papers were. We wouldn't know the truth about what America was doing in Vietnam. Back during that time, back during, what was it, Nixon? We wouldn't know, okay. So without journalists, there's a good amount of things in this world that we would not know. Because journalists, we are nosy, but for good reason. Okay? If it's not for your writers, these movies and these films would not happen. These shows would not happen. Talk to your writers, Rob Deck. Stop running. Pay your writers. Like, come on. Make it make sense. Okay? What's another example? What's another example? Okay? If it weren't... If it weren't for journalists, we would not know that the NSA was spying on us, Mister Edward Snowden. He would have no one to go to. Who did Who did Snowden run to? Journalists. We wouldn't know about these things if it weren't for journalists. Okay, on a serious note. On a somewhat more lighthearted note, again, without your writers. These films and these shows would not happen. And again, artificial intelligence has its limits. That was this episode of the Cheney Chronicles. If you missed an episode, head to Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts to listen. Also, head to anchor.fm slash Cheney Chronicles to listen there too. Thanks for listening, stop procrastinating, and good night.